Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It is October 24th. This week from the Red Cloud Securities Research Team, mining analyst Kobe Kushner, Managing Director and Head of Equity Research David Talibut, and mining analyst Taylor Combalusier are joining us to discuss the major events in their coverage universes. Kobe, what's top of mind for you? Today I wanted to talk about the recent news from the U.S. Department of Energy. The Biden administration announced it's rewarding $2.8 billion in grants to help accelerate the output of local EV batteries and boost domestic supply chains. There's a mixed bag of companies that were awarded grant money from battery part manufacturers, battery recyclers, technology companies, and mining and development companies, really across the whole supply chain, upstream and downstream. We'll list some of the notable recipients here. Albemarle, a global lithium giant, received almost $150 million to build the lithium concentrator in North Carolina at the company's Kings Mountain Lithium Mine. This is a past-producing spodumene mine that the company is looking to reopen. Piedmont Lithium is receiving just over $140 million to build its $600 million lithium hydroxide facility in Tennessee, with plans to initially process spodumene from its assets in Quebec and Ghana. So that's North American Lithium, which is being advanced with Sayona, and then the partnership in Ghana with Atlantic Lithium. The hydroxide facility is expected to come online in 2025. Looking outside the lithium chemical plants, Talon Metals received about $115 million in grant money to build a plant in North Dakota. Talon is planning to take nickel ore from its planned mine in Minnesota and send it over to North Dakota. Australian graphite producer Syro Resources was granted up to $220 million, and this is to help fund the expansion of its anode material facility in Louisiana. Moving back to lithium, Lilac Solutions was awarded $50 million to construct a demonstration plant for its direct lithium extraction technology, or DLE. Lilac is not a resource company, but it partners with several lithium brine resource developers to help tap into brines using its proprietary DLE technology. Importantly, it can potentially be used to unlock brines that would otherwise not be amenable to evaporation at a much smaller environmental footprint. These are not small checks that are being written by the US DOE. We think this is a positive signal that governments are finally waking up to the fact that we can't have a green economy without mining. Right now, the country is very much reliant on foreign supplies. China, for example, controls 80% of raw material refining. It dominates lithium oxide and hydroxide exports. It also produces 70 to 80% of the world's graphite. In our view, securing a domestic source of critical minerals is evidently becoming more and more important. And we think there's probably more grant money to come. Dave, what are your thoughts? Thank you, Kobe. And I couldn't agree with you more. Certainly good news for several battery material players in the U.S., and I would say heavy on the processing side. Building up that domestic intellectual capital at this stage is very important. Getting material out of the ground is just as important as finding the deposits. I'm David Talbot, Managing Director and Head of Research here at Red Cloud Securities. The $50 million grant money provided to Lilac Solutions will have a direct impact on the progress of Lake Resources' Kachi lithium brine project in Argentina. We recommend Lake Resources with a buy rating and an Aussie $3 target price, and this is a Red Cloud banking client. Lilac is the technical partner to Lake Resources, as it will be providing the direct lithium extraction technology for the project. 
Lila can earn 25% interest in Kachi by achieving the following milestones. First of all, an initial 10% as Lilac funds completion of testing of its technology. A further 10% as Lilac funds the demo plant and satisfies all testing criteria. And a final 5% should the catchy LCE production achieve the highest agreed upon qualification standard. Lilac is to contribute $50 million in capital to Catchy once the earn-in is complete. The 40-ton-per-year LCE pilot plant construction should have morphed into a demo plant operation earlier this month. Catchy hosts attractive economics. Plans are to build a 51,000-ton-per-year lithium carbonate mine, and with a 25-year life of mine, its post-tax MPV at 8% is $1.58 billion, with a 35% IRR. Lake gains several advantages by using LAC's efficient ion exchange technology. Recovery rates are high and impurities are low. It can create a high purity or 99.97% LCE, which should lead to higher expected margins. It is cost competitive and scalable and provides quick processing, which allows material to get to market faster. Using this ion exchange technology instead of traditional evaporation is sustainable. It reduces the ESG footprint since it uses less CO2, water, and land. The technology is proven in previous pilot plant work with extensive test work. And we believe completion of this on-site pilot testing right now is important for technical de-risking. Results should help fine-tune the flow sheet as results are incorporated into the DFS due later this year. Lake Resources has already achieved several milestones. It has 70% of its debt funding approved by the UK and Canada credit export agencies, increased its planned production rate to 50,000 tons per year LCE, and has signed two new offtakes with SK On and WMC. These offtakes cover all planned production. WMC is a commodity trader, and SK On makes batteries for Ford, Hyundai, and Volkswagen. And each of those come with a 10% equity investment to Pad Lake's treasury so the company should be cashed up for construction. As mentioned, we are awaiting the final DFS, and we look forward to startup anticipated by 2024. Over to you, Taylor. Thanks, Dave. This week, I'll be speaking about Grid Metals. We have a buy rating and 40 cent target price. Grid is a right cloud banking client. Last week, Grid signed an MOU with the Tantalum Mining Corporation of Canada, also known as Tanco, the only North American producer of lithium spodumene concentrate. Under the agreement, GRID will supply samples from its Donner Lake Lithium JV property in Manitoba for metallurgical testing at the Tanko mine to assess the production of a quality lithium spodumene concentrate. Upon approval and receipt of regulatory permits, both companies are expected to enter into a binding agreement to split the costs and profits of mining, processing, and selling lithium spodumene concentrate. Overall, this is a positive agreement for GRID, and we believe it provides the company with excellent optionality as it advances its Donner Lake property. By not having to permit and build its own mill, GRID should be able to significantly speed up the timeline to get to production. Conversely, this would also allow GRID to start production should it not delineate a mineral resource of a scale that would justify building a standalone mill. The company expects to submit the application for the advanced exploration permit later this year or early next year. It would then be able to do a bulk sample and subsequently apply to convert the advanced exploration permit into a mining permit. To our knowledge, this is the only agreement Tanko has with the junior in the area. We could see this agreement as a starting point for additional collaboration between the two companies given the nascent stage of GRID's lithium business. 
we'd remind investors that Grid has also acquired other earlier stage lithium assets in the region and could potentially look to acquire more to build up its project pipeline, a process that could be accelerated should it start generating cash flow. This could set Grid on a path to being a key lithium player in the southeastern Manitoba area. Looking ahead, drilling is planned to resume this week at Donner Lake, which is scheduled to continue until the end of the first quarter next year, with an updated resource plan to follow. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed the dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com for full disclosures and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode and see you next time.